Chapter 4 Whispers I can hear your whisper and distant mutter. I can smell your damp on the breeze, and in the sky I see the halo of your violence. Storm, I know you are coming. Robert Fanny Welcome, brave traveler, to Salandrian, a city steeped in murder, mystery, and madness. Stagnation and complacency have run rampant, and something monstrous churns behind the dark. A group of private investigators are the only thing that stands in the way of injustice and despair. Let us join them now for another exciting episode of The Beholder's Eye! One, two, one, two, three, four. three or four days since uh you guys saved marin and she's i just wanted right. to know yes she's all right okay. <laughs> uh i just want to know uh what, what you guys would have been doing in your downtime you know in between big jobs barry uh let's see i've been over at uh well i took a couple days to just reflect and be in my room and yes yeah. Doing some writing and some soul searching, trying to make sense of everything that's happened. And then I uh, went and took some of my gold over to the local orphanage and, uh, let's see, gave them some food, a little dinner, and uh, did a little show for them, you know, performance, get a couple laughs. and uh, Make me a performance roll. We'll see how, how well those, those children liked your... Song and Do dance. I get advantage <laughs> because I uh, gave them food? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. 27. Oh shit. Yeah, these kids love you. Uh, <laughs> uh at least by the end of it, at least half the kids are calling you Uncle Barry. A little awkward, not what I was going for, but I'll I'll still pat their heads and give them more food and a cookie. All right. So, Boris, what what have you been doing in well, your Boris, downtime? Well, Boris uh was relieved to get out of that situation and um that evening he went back and exhausted the May have drunk a couple of pints, um, but then uh, he's got to get back to the grind. So he went back to his uh, school of evocation magic, of Grand Randolph School of Grandeur Magic, and uh, it was in the library there working. He, he met some of his tutors, um, and he's trying to to work on uh, currently on specifically pyrotechnic kind of theme stuff. So okay. uh, fireball. He he's just very aware that he can't do any more damage to his beard. So he can't <laughs> burn in his beard. So he wears a, a protective mask over the front of his beard just to protect it a little bit when he's doing this in the early stages. So you actually okay. do practice your magic. I hope that we get fan artists just so I can get a fan artist drawing of Boris with this like protective magic mask in front of his face while he's doing fire stuff. I love it. You guys kind of had some downtime to yourself, and uh, you came into work one morning, and there wasn't really much to do. The rest of the crew was out already on an assignment. Boris, you, you've been just chilling at your desk uh, in your office for a while, and 
there's a knock at the door suddenly. Um, Pendolin opens the door and she motions a very, very nicely dressed man. He's in a well-tailored suit. His hair is very well manicured. Uh, he's a dwarven man. He, uh, he has a very perfectly manicured beard, jet black with just a few streaks of gray in it. And you immediately recognize this man. Although you've never met him, every dwarf in town knows this man. His name is Tarlin Silverton. He is the head of House Silverton, one of the four most powerful families in the city. Pendolin does not look phased by this man's stature at all and says, uh, But Boris, Mr. Silverton here, he wants to hire us to gather some information for him. Can you please find out the particulars of what he needs while I see who else is around to help? And she immediately just walks away. Doesn't even wait for you to, to respond. She just kind of gives Silverton a little push into the room and uh, closes the door behind her. Silverton is standing in the center of the room, slowly surveying your office with what appears to be pretty obvious disdain. What do you do? I say, uh, Mr. Mr. Silverton, sir, uh... Yes? Um, it's an honor to meet you. Uh, I don't know if you remember my family, uh, house... Which uh, family is that? Torin. Uh, Torin. I, yeah. I remember every family I meet. Your father is a... Very wonderful, man. Can we please get to the... the... Right, right. Well, first of all, I just want to explain that um, I, I could see you looking at my office and not really particularly impressed. And I just want to say, it's very early days in the office design, so uh, I, I haven't got around. I mean, I'm, I'm quite busy at school as well. And um, so, uh, yeah, please, please don't judge it too harshly. Uh, there will be many more sapphires and jewels around. Uh, as we're moving forward, don't worry, my my fellow man. Don't don't worry. I'm 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 here on business. I don't mind your. And he kind of looks around, less than uh, better surroundings that I'm used to. Anyway, there did used to be a cat that came through now and again, but <laughs> I'm, where's that cat gone? Do, I, I'm sure I, I could find the cat if you would like. No, I um, I'm allergic actually. Anyways, um. I'm here to talk to you about my main competitor, um, the old fucker. Oh, the Stan- old fucker. You're not in the room. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the old fuck Stantel Craigelmount. He suddenly seems to be getting much more business than me. He He's making better jewelry than he can possibly produce. Even though I don't really like to admit this, it's better than what I can produce, and it, it's nothing that his his uh, previous pieces would have led on to. His jewelry that he's making also seems to be perfect for enchanting with magic, and normally the price of such pieces is two to three times what he is charging for them. And I just, I can't compete anymore. I need to know where he's getting this metal from, where he's getting these supplies from. And I need you to do it quietly so he doesn't know that I'm looking for his supplier. Do you understand? Um, yes, I think I understand the mission. And so it's, uh, you'd like to know, uh, where, yeah, where his source is for those uh, exactly. specific jewels. Exactly. So if you could 
start the process of this investigation as quickly as possible. I would, I would highly appreciate it, and I can, I can pay your firm a very sizable amount. I will. Hmm. Is Pendolin still around? Um. Just, I'm just wondering if maybe there's a, in all, all due respect, a conflict gone. of interest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, actually, you'd know just from being, you know, a member of this investigation firm that there really is no conflict of interest. If somebody wants to pay you money to get information, you're you're gonna go get that information. Right. Right. So, um, just uh, as an outside though, just a side. Yes. Yeah. I thought this was gonna be the Craggle Mouse is gonna be the house above Boris's house. So they are. So. So literally, Boris would be betraying his family to help this man. I mean, if they found out that <laughs> you were the one... <laughs> right. And Boris doesn't really know how he feels about that either, because he's not on the best of terms with most specifically his brothers. He's, okay. You know, his father's unsure about him, but he's he's, he's generally supportive of him, but giving him well, the benefit you might of just doubt, wanna... but... I just so, want to let Barry take the lead yeah. on most of it and, he, and I, change I don't, your name. I don't know if he really, them, you know, if they like the Craggle Mounts particularly, like, it, you know, they might not. It, just it might be, be a way to ingratiate yourself to mm. the Silvertons, mm. especially if they become more powerful than the Craggle Mounts. Right, right. So this is some pretty deep dwarf politics Politi- right political now. Political shit, yeah. 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 This is okay. a very erudite pro- podcast. Okay. <laughs> So, um, is he aware or unaware of my family affiliation? Oh, he is. He's fully aware. Okay. Um, it's part of why he, he's giving you such a disdainful look. Because he, he knows... He can tell who you are. Okay. <laughs> he didn't need you to tell him. Yeah. Uh, I'm like the one with a, a proper beard, so... Real quick. Barry. You're sitting in your office. Yeah. It's, you know... A normal and then Tuesday. Built lost his head. <laughs> Practicing your yeah. your new songs. Is that your song? uh, <laughs> and uh, Pendolin just slams your door open and looks you dead in the eye, and she says, "Barry, be a dear and go help Boris out with Mister Silverton. I've looked for everyone else, and they're all out on assignment." So I was literally your last option. Is that what I'm getting? Uh, Boris is currently de- getting the details from Mr. Silverton in his office. Why don't you go be a deer and help him, please? And she just walks away. She does not even... <laughs> Thanks, Penny. Love you, dear. <laughs> Barry, as you're on your way over to Boris's office, uh, right as you're about to open the door, the door swings inward, and you're suddenly face-to-face with Mr. Silverton. Um, well, I'd say face to back of his head, because... He's opened the door, and he's saying to Boris on his way out, he says, Now, don't worry. I I know your affiliations. I know how this could possibly get you in hot water, but I will protect you. We are brothers, after all. And he turns and is now face-to-face, in your face, Barry, and he kind of looks you up and down real quick. And his, his mouth turns down a bit at the corners, and he says, Excuse me, sir. What do you do? No excuses necessary, ma'am. <laughs> he, Bo- uh, Boris just looks a little bit alarmed. <laughs> his eyes widen a bit, but he 
he kind of says, he, he looks you up and down again, and he says, Oh, a bard, of course, and just walks right on past you. Barry, you enter Boris's office, and uh, Boris is kind of sitting there a little stunned, shocked at what you said to probably one of the most powerful dwarves in the city <laughs> without realizing I, it. I kind of smile to myself and sit across from Boris. Boris just looks at him and goes, Right, that's... That's that's not a problem. Let's let's um, you know that that won't come back to annoy. It. I'm sure there'll be no no fallout from that incident whatsoever. <laughs> and he, he I'm just, just smiling he just at himself. Still. He just busies himself with some papers and he's slightly shaking. But uh, uh, Boris, I heard you need my help. Do you want some more help? Do you know if there's a bar around here, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> Was that a bar or a bard? Or a bar with a bard? Well, I know there's a bard around here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, a bar. He's usually pretty charismatic. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, at this point, uh, Boris shares the details of what Silverton wants you to do. He basically just wants you to check in on his uh, his competitor, Stantil Cragglemount, and see where he's getting this new supply of metal from. You've got a few options to you. Can't we just go over there and ask him, Boris? You can. You can. You can ask him directly. Um, <laughs> you can... Let's get a fucking paycheck. No! <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was way too late. Hey, yo! Yo! Let's you, have out. you have to cut that one, but... Yeah. Yo! You! With How much you, where are you getting all your good price shit from? Where are all yeah. this metal coming from? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, yes, you could do that. Your okay. main competitor would like to know where you can also <laughs> no, source this. don't need this. to tell him that part. Come on. That'd be ridiculous, Boris. You can also ask your contacts. <laughs> so yeah, you can uh, you can go talk to Cragglemount himself. See what he has to say. You can ask around with some of your contacts. See if they've heard anything. See if they might have a line on any information. Or you can just... Go start talking to different people in the marketplace and seeing if there's any, you know, metallurgy suppliers that might have any information there as well. So, uh, I mean, I, I'm with you, though, dude. We should definitely start at the bar. Well, I think the bar is a really good place to check for uh, metallic objects. So, yeah, the bar. At least glass. <laughs> okay. Um, Tankwoods are metallic. Which bar are you talking about? Uh, the one nearest the market. That's good, because then we can stumble into the market afterwards. Yeah, I'm, I find that I'm a lot more persuasive and charismatic after okay. I have a buzz on. Plus, okay. however you do the negotiation for whatever you're buying, you feel good about it either way. Yeah. So the uh, tavern that is nearest the marketplace is named the Silver Tongue, and it's actually run by the Silverton family. Oh, wow, that's great. It's in the name. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was the chances of that, guys? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys uh, make your way over to the Silvertongue, and as you're walking through the doors, you walk into a building that is a one-story building, very plain-looking on the outside, but as you walk in the front doors, you notice that everything is of the highest quality. The glasses appear to be crystal, there's a whole gambling section in one corner of the room. Perfect brand new felt on every table. As you walk up to the bar in the back of the room, the barmaid is dressed in a very, very finely tailored outfit that hey. is in theme with the bar uh, with silver, or silver uh, piping down the front of it. 
with the name the silver tongue embossed across it she is a very slim very attractive dwarven woman and she's actually got a little name tag and it says her name is carol um i kind of like fluff up my shoulders a little bit in my uh lower middle class wardrobe that i'm wearing (laughs) (laughs) and uh go up to the bartender like shot of whiskey please why yes i can do that right now for you aj could i have a shot of oh. your whiskey. Yes. Oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, my good sir. And she passes over a silver-lined ornate shot glass filled to the brim with the what appears to be the most highest quality whiskey. And as you start to grab it and lift it up to your lips, she says, that will be one silver piece. Yeah, 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 yeah. This better be worth it, though. All right. It's how you... You got, you got to make your uh, nut, too, I guess. Yes, yes. Uh, as that whiskey slips its way over your tongue, it is the finest alcohol you have ever tasted in your life. I kind of look at her smugly like, eh, it ain't that good. You got anything better make than that? Make me a deception <laughs> check. <laughs> Ooh, uh, that is a 17. Not going to do it. <laughs> uh, she says, I, I'm sure and gives you a very sarcastic wink she says is there anything else i can do for you boys uh you there uh taran tarlin tarian what family are you my name's boris well yes but i you you seem very familiar I, i'm I, not i'm not sure i i'm not i'm not sure i am familiar uh, okay, my, okay my name's tully you don't have a family. tully okay I knew it was something <laughs> that started with a T. Is there anything I can get you to drink, my sir? Um, I would like, um, a yard of, uh, your darkest ale, please. All right. And she turns around and, uh, grabs a silver and bronze tankard and fills it up from, uh, one of the beer casks sitting behind the bar. What appears to be the darkest, richest ale you've ever seen. She sets it on the counter in front of you and says, so That would be... 60 coppers. All right, here's your 60 copper. All right, and she takes your 60 copper. As the two of you are sitting there enjoying your drinks, she goes and helps a few other customers, and she notices that uh, you've got a, a bit into your drinks. Barry, you've you've finished your... Yeah, I slammed the shot down. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking at expecting and, and Boris, better. at this point, you've probably put down at least three quarters of your drink, and she comes back and says, can I can I get you uh, uh you boys anything else to drink or is there anything else I can help you? Uh, I'll go with a shot and a beer, same one, different verse. Okay, so yeah, she sets down another shot and a tanker to this beer in front of you, and she says that would be one silver piece and sixty copper pieces, please. All right, I hand her that. I hand her over a uh, uh what that's two silvers would give her a tip too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, oh, thank you, thank you very much. Now if if there's nothing else that I can do for you, I do have other customers I need to attend to. I'll have another yard of ale, please. All right. And she she draws that for you and sets it down and says the price, and I'm assuming you pay again. Um, I Don't we have something we want to ask her? <laughs> I can't really remember, to be uh, honest. Mm, this is really freaking good quite, alcohol, though. This is a very nice ale. <laughs> I think this was the question. This is a very good ale. I'm not saying it isn't a good ale. Yeah. It is good. But... <laughs> When I say dark, this is more of a, uh, like, um, it's got a bit of a... Well, it's darker than my ale. I mean, I have an amber here, so, I mean, like... 
She, she walks away legal. from the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, as you're sitting there, though... Do you it, think Aldalar would let us expense these? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, as the two of you are sitting I'm there... I'm pretty sure that's what Aldalar would have wanted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm pretty... <laughs> when was the last time we saw him, anyway? It's been a minute. As you two are sitting at the bar, a uh, very tall elven man comes and sits down next to you and at, at first he appears to not be paying any attention to what you're saying and after about 30 to 40 seconds of listening to the two of you go back to and forth he leans over and says you two don't belong here do you well we're paying customers and that's quite the dwarvish accent you have there elf you are a racist aren't you i was just making i was just noticing maybe elves in this world are the ones that have the irish accents uh, I haven't noticed that quite before, but you know what? what did I haven't you say given a single was, dwarf sir? in this fucking world the Irish accent yet. <laughs> this is the first fucking Irish accent I've done the whole fucking game. I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. Who are you? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> my name is Seamus O'Toole. Boris says, "Hang on, hang on a second. Then he looks, he looks at Boris. He goes, "I think I can defuse the situation." <laughs> oh, oh, good, good, good. And he's a bit slightly out of it. <laughs> and he goes. I'm just gonna cast a little spell on me. Uh, I think it's called "Thou shalt do semi bad accent," and then uh, and and he, uh, he he's like, "All right, then, Mister Dwarf, how you doing? Hey, hey." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm enough, my good sir. But anyways, um, I've noticed that the two of you don't really seem like you're supposed to be here. You you, you seem like you probably don't have enough gold in your pocket. I don't think my previous accent was actually good enough, so I'm actually just going to do this now from this point, if that's alright with you. Oh, that's fine. Are you two looking for some sort of information here? What kind of information do you have? I've got information about the whole town. The whole city, in fact. Town's a very small word. I feel like this is a plot hook. We're looking for all of the... <laughs> We're actually looking for all of the information. Any good information you can provide us will be really greatly appreciated. He says, well, I'm, uh... I happen to be a purveyor of information um if if you two boys would just join me over at my table over here i i could sell you some very important information well, let's, I'm sure. let's start let's go with the starters here but all right for instance do you know where uh do you know where the hops for this beer come from <laughs> actually that was the very first question that i had <laughs> and i was trying to place it somewhere between or uh, kilkenny and or uh, and Galway. <laughs> Well, what about Gold Farm? You know, I think it was from the Gold Farms. No, the uh, the hops for this beer. Here, I will show you a little sampling of the type of information I can provide for you. Oh, the hops huh. for this beer, it it comes from just outside the city, in the Silverton's own private hop. Oh, wow! There's actually quite a bit of commerce that goes out goes on outside the city. That's part of the information I have. Huh. Would these are private or private hop fields actually be on our publicly owned land by any chance? Oh no, it's all privately owned. Oh, you're absolutely sure about that. Oh yes, the uh, the not even a little bit of it is in public land. Not even a little bit. Do, do you have any information on the competitors of the Silvertons? Oh yes, why don't you come back to my table and we can talk about it? Um, we should use the buddy system. I don't trust this guy. Will you come with me? Um, I will come with you, but only if I'm allowed to stop doing this this accent. 
I never asked you to do the accent. That was your own choice. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that's what happened. Yep. I remember now. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't remember before. So the two you follow, uh, this very tall, very well-dressed elven man back to his table, and uh, he sits down with you and he says, All right, boys, um, what exactly were you looking for? Some, so some sort of information about somebody's competitor? Yeah, where do they get their hops from? Whose competitor? The Silverton's competitor. Oh, you mean the Kragglemounts? That's not ringing a bell. Is that ringing a bell to you? Um, Kraggle, Kragglemount... Can't. I think there's something relative to the city, but I can't really place it right now. To be then honest, they, because they don't have silver. Because the Silvertons have all the silver, right? I'm not sure it's quite well, how the it works. The Kragamounts would be the Silvertons' main competitor. Oh, fuck! <laughs> you boys really aren't that great at this, are you? Um. It sounds like you need another drink, sir. It is quite difficult to convey, um... Hmm. But I did actually know who the Kragglemounts are. Oh, I've told you now. So, <laughs> yeah. Alright, well, I have plenty of information on the Kragglemounts. I can tell you exactly where their new district... God, this voice is just going all over the fucking place. Yeah, he's Irish. <clears throat> I can tell you exactly where the Kragamounts oh, are I getting there. Where did you go? And now you're back again. There was some <laughs> lady was talking said, to fuck us. You. <laughs> the Kragamounts are getting... in your world. <laughs> I hate both of you so much. <laughs> the Kragamounts are getting their, uh, their new supplies, their new metals from a group of norm... Uh, gnomes? Norms? Norm McDonald's. A group oh. of Norm McDonald's. Wow. <laughs> son of a bitch. A group of gnomes hanging out just on the outskirts of town. In the black market, you have heard of the black market, haven't you? Let's. Is it? I feel like it's ringing a bell. Yeah. Okay. Right? I used to travel with some gnomes. What's the What's the troop name of this uh, gnomish group? Well, they don't really have a troop name. There's two of them. They're uh, the twin brother and sister. You You know their names? Um, just the first names. The names are Karen and Billy. Karen and Billy. And Seamus and Heaney. <laughs> and uh, is there like signs that lead us to the black market? Because I only know this market right outside. Well, no, just go outside town and look for where people start to congregate. There's not really signs or else it wouldn't be a very good black market. So Seamus has given you some pretty good information. He told you Ooh, that they're... Wait, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a... Uh... I'm going to do a insight check. To On see this if information? Yeah. Six. Uh, I mean, he seems to be telling the truth. Yeah. As best as you, you can I tell. trust you so much, Seamus. It was a pleasure to meet you. So, yeah, he's he's pointed you in the direction of a couple of gnomes that run a stand out of the black market outside of the city. Yeah. Uh, named Karen and Billy. Yeah. So, you might have to ask around a bit when you get out there, but... Boris sure is starting to think from now on we should just always presume it's the gnomes. So gnomes are really nice people, you know. He's starting to learn. I hung about, out a lot. I hung gnomes. out for a long time with some gnomes, and I don't think that it's quite fair that you think that it's always the gnomes because they're short and it's windly bimbly. It's always the gnomes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so the two of you. Thanks, Seamus. Bye now. The two of you leave this bar. We're um, off to Tipperary. 
And uh, you guys start heading on the way out from the city. Uh, the main thoroughfare from the city. Karen! <laughs> Billy! <laughs> that doesn't work. Uh, um, you guys are on your way out from this, from this tavern. God damn. Okay. You guys have left the tavern. You're on your way out of the city through the main thoroughfare that comes from the market to the main front gates. As you guys are walking down this main skipping. thoroughfare, skipping down this main thoroughfare, Boris uh, is like slightly shimmer, sh- shimmying, like he's kind of getting inspired by Barry the Bard here mm-hmm. and dancing, but he he's not really built for it, so he's kind of like wobbling side Just to side a little bit. On a the bit. Sh- <laughs> it's all shoulders and the odd little spin. Okay, okay. So as you guys are sashaying down the main thoroughfare, <laughs> uh, the crowd starts to get a bit congested. You are stopped by you're stopped by a dwarven man who is dressed in very fine leather armor. He's got a couple of knives on his belt, and he appears to be the spitting image of Tarlin Silverton. You would assume, just from what you know, that this is Doran Silverton. He steps in front of the two of you and says, All right, you fucks, you're going to let me in on this. Or else I'm going to have my friends here. And as he says that, two dwarven men step out from the crowd up behind him, and they're both wearing full plate armor and carrying maces. He says, My friends here are going to pummel your heads in. Hey everybody, it's your DM Andrew. So this episode got a little bit out of control, so I decided to make this middle part as quick as possible so we can get right back to it. And even though this episode went a little bit longer than I meant it to, uh, we had a ton of fun doing it though. It's probably the most I've laughed recording this show, so I I hope you guys are enjoying it as well. I hope you're finding it as funny as I did, and I hope you're just enjoying the show in general. If you are enjoying the show, please, please let us know. Find us on Twitter at Beholder underscore S. Send us an email at TheBeholdersIllc at gmail.com. And you can always search for us on Facebook. Just look for The Beholder's Eye. You can find our page. Check out a few of our posts. Uh, We also have a Patreon. It is Patreon.com backslash TheBeholder'sEye. You can also find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, same thing. It's really easy everywhere you go. The Beholder's Eye. We'd love if you could give us a review on iTunes, if you could give us a like anywhere possible, if you could share us with your friends. If you're loving the show, please, please, word of mouth is our best way to spread things. But without further ado, let's get back to it. I'm immune to capsaicin, so your maces are no good here. <laughs> I told you it was a bad joke, and you did it anyways. <laughs> yeah. Bravo. <laughs> what is it exactly you're looking for? If you're looking for the bar, it's just down there. It's, no. t- it's the Silver Tongue. It's owned by some quite famous people. Yeah. You can't I know really my father. Miss it. 
I know my father you know, hired you uh, to. You know, jealous? No, I know my father hired you to to find out where the crack amounts supplies coming from. What I want from you is that you I bring think... me the name of the supplier before you give it to my father. I am going to push him out of this business and take control. Barry, Barry, I think I've, I think I'm onto something. I think this. I can hear you. This guy. Yes, me. Can you still hear me if I put my hand up? Yes. This this guy over here. <laughs> they can't hear me, <laughs> but you can. <laughs> um, I think he's the son of the Silverton guy that came and saw me earlier. Yes, I just said. Who's that. also the owner of that bar that we just went in? Oh, well, that bar was a lot. Hang on nicer. a second. Which means, oh, this man has access to that hops. That lady was... Yes, sir. Die. What do you want, sir? I'm gonna die. <laughs> this is my help. <laughs> he says, I, 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 I don't know what you want my hops for. Just please find the information, bring it to me before you bring it to my father, and I will pay you handsomely. And we don't, he doesn't ever have to know. Have you, take a look at me, sir. I'm already handsome. I feel more well, handsome than I did idea. earlier. I really want to tell my friends to rough you up a bit, but I want you to like me. So please, just bring me the information. I know you're on your way to get it. Uh, We've been watching you. Just shut up and go. Bring me the information before you bring it to my father. Just remember that. Hey, do Doran Silverton. Remember my name. D Doran... Dorian. We're going to have to make a note of this because we're already working for Silverton. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. I'm not supposed to say that, though. Oh, yeah. No, no. He no Silverton in our just... book. Fucking. I don't know. No. T you know what? Tell my father first. You're fucking idiots. You won't even get the right information. Tell father. Goodbye. Not, this I'm is not even worth my time right. anymore. Tell he... father. Tell father I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> he turns around. And marches, marches off with his two lackeys behind him. See, dude, we work well together. Like, we avoided that conflict fucking swimmingly. Why did I think this pairing was going to be good? <laughs> Anyways, okay, so you guys make your way out of the city. And as you guys are leaving the main gate of the city and coming out to the outskirts, you see that... I'm still it's skipping. It's quite possible that... That there is many people living on the outside of the city as there are on the inside of the city. Wow. Most people's day-to-day -day lives inside of the city don't really lend to the thought of, hey, what goes on on the outside world? It's really more, I just need to keep surviving till the next day. That includes you guys. Even though you have a pretty chill job and are allowed to have a lot of autonomy in your lives, you guys have never really thought about what's really going on outside the city and so we're, we're making our way out the gate right now yeah yeah and, and, and i look i look back towards the gate and i'm like i'm on the outside <laughs> and i'm looking in you welcome to the other side <laughs> <laughs> neither of those bands exist in this universe so you two have first are the first two people to write those lyrics yeah i know i'm an amazing bard here in this world <laughs> um we Rather got, than the real world, where yeah. you know it's. Well, you should get Chirp to perform this. <laughs> we might have an international hit. 
But yeah, so uh, you start to survey the scene on the outside of the uh, the walls. Uh, it is the lowest possible form of poverty. There, there are children just naked, dirty, running around everywhere. As you make your way through these crowds, these unwashed, horribly diseased crowds, Poop. Uh, <laughs> you find yourself in a area of the the outer ring that seems a little bit cleaner but you notice that there's a lot of tables that look like they've been hastily set up in a way that they could easily be taken down and you you start to assume that you're probably in the middle of the black market you start to look around the black market both of you make me a a perception check 13 a four a four i think so so barry boris is Staring directly into the sun. <laughs> Boris, stop that. That's bad for your eyes. You're not going to be able to see anything that way. And as you're correcting him, you kind of look over his shoulder and you see... I'm studying fire right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> you see a... <laughs> you see a stand uh, with two gnomish people standing behind it and they've got a bunch of what looks like raw lumps of iron sitting on a table in front of them um, and they appear to be twins. Mm. You think Does that... Does one of them look like a girl? Yes. It's Does a, one a of them look a, like a boy? Yes, it's oh, a male hey, and a female. Boris? Uh, Boris sh- shakes away his eyes from looking at the sun and turns to Barry. And I, I turn him around. So I grab his shoulders and physically turn him around and I point and I'm like, it's Karen and Billy! Oh, that was a thing. Okay. And Boris just looks back to Barry like, whatever you were thinking, Barry, that seems like you should lead me into doing the correct thing right now. All right. I, with my arm still around his shoulder, I uh, yell at Karen and Billy in Gnomish. Ahoy, gnomes! Uh, Karen... (laughs) (laughs) All ye gnomes be pirates. Uh... (laughs) Uh, Karen and Billy, their faces light up when they hear you speaking in Gnomish. And it's like, yes, and they start chattering in Gnomish really quickly at you. And they say, yes, please, quickly, come here, come here, come here, come here. They're saying run, move quickly. It's (laughs) (laughs) Nice fully work. Uh, They uh, they usher you quickly over to their booth and they say, it's been so nice since we heard anyone speak in Gnomish. It's been just... So long, all of these dwarves, none of them know our tongue. Wait, what can we do for you? Do you uh, need help? Do you, do you, would you like to buy something? We, we have some very fine metals. Um, let's see, uh, I guess. By the way, they're here. speaking in unison. Boris oh, that's so lovely. I fucking love it when people speak in unison. Thank it's you. It's been so long. What, two oh. weeks since the ice, Boris? Two weeks. I, yeah. You, know, well, you also notice that while they speak in unison, they're holding hands. Yeah, Boris doesn't That's speak gnomish, so he's just watching this whole situation like, you have no fucking side idea. to side, like maybe I'm still feeling the effects of having just, stayed at the sun. Just nodding every now and then when you feel like the time yeah. is right. <laughs> he's half dreaming about that that dark ale, but half I, also thinking maybe it was a bad idea. I uh, I try like keeping eye contact with them, but at the same, like it's difficult. I have to force myself from looking at them holding hands and then back up to their eyes, like, <laughs> stop looking at that. 
Uh, and then I uh, go, nice, nice. Uh, this is, I try to pick up like one of their bigger pieces of iron, which. Yeah. Uh, the piece that you try to pick up, when you look at it, it looks like it couldn't be more than 10 to 15 pounds. When you try to pick it up, it feels at least 30 to 40. Oh, yeah, this is, this is nice uh, iron. The person who supplies it to us, they, they say that it is called whispering iron. Whispering. Good guess iron. on the iron part, though. Yeah, I, I some voice in my head told me it was probably iron. I don't yes, know. Yes, you Something see the weird, almost eye-like formations in it, and as you're looking, I closer start gazing at it, into it. Yeah, yeah. You you see this chunk of iron looks to be several pieces fused together, and they have slightly, almost suggestively, eye shapes on them but aren't explicitly eyes. No. Are they open eyes? Yes. Oh. Hold on, let me check my notes uh, real quick. The, the, the pupil shapes of these eyes are also very... This piece that you are holding, the, it, it it will cost you 30 gold if you want to buy it. Um, 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 um... Maybe we can make out a deal. Can you, can you tell me a little bit about this? Where does it come from? Why is this piece of hunk of iron worth 30 gold well we can't tell you exactly where we get it can we or else you could just undercut us okay what if you want to sell it look at me look at me i i'm no i'm not in it for selling goods i sing songs i entertain people it comes to us from a mysterious source from the other side of the world from the other side of the world that's what they tell us a place that n- no one has really ever been. Who tells you this? The people that sell us this metal. So you're not even giving me, like, solid first-hand information, guys. It is first-hand. What are you talking about? I'm saying you're it getting it from It is first-hand a- information. Do not call me a liar. Do not call us a liar, sir. This is good information. Wait, wait a minute. Murray. You've given us no coins, sir. Murray. Oh. Murray, you've tricked us. I see. It looks like it's getting a bit more heated right now. Um, are you okay? I, we can hear I, you. I go, shut up, dwarf. I'm talking to some gnomes. And I start talking to the gnomes. Well done, <laughs> sir. These dwarves are very... Uh, no. They're all speaking in gnomish, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Boris <laughs> doesn't normally look annoyed. He's normally quite a placid, calm, mellow give everyone the benefit of doubt kind of person at this yeah. moment he's starting to look a little disgruntled the uh, the two gnomes you you see like when he chastised you they look at you and they both smile and they look back at him with big smiles on their face and you say you know what we do like you yeah i think we will tell you what we know uh the people that we buy this from they they don't look like everyone else they um very plain, almost like yourself. Half elf? Kind of, but not the pointy ears. He's talking human? Humans. We don't know this word. But kind of just plain, boring, blah looking they things. They got straight teeth? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Round yeah. ears? Yeah, round yes. ears. Mm-hmm. Humans. 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 Yeah. The sound of that makes us want to throw up in our mouths. Yeah, that's fair. Anyways, um, yes, we get this metal from the humans. And 
Do you know the the dwarves, the Cragglemounts? Very despicable men, but they pay good coin. Yeah, I heard your. Uh, yes, they've been buying a lot of this from us lately. Just the iron, or just the iron? Just iron, huh? We've heard them joking in Dwarvish. They don't think we know Dwarvish. We know Dwarvish. Oh yeah, gnomes are very astute people. I've lived with gnomes for a while. I know what you're talking Dwarvish about. Dwarvish is such simple language. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost Anyways. like listening to some orcs. Just <laughs> they, when they say when they say so simple, they look at you, Boris, and kind of laugh under their breath. And they turn back to Barry and they say, "Well, we can actually tell you where um, our suppliers have been. We've been getting the metal from them. If yeah. you'd like to know, if you'd like to go straight to them and find out, yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be worth some coin. We like." I like both of you. We will only charge you one gold piece for this intro. I'm going to give you, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll give you 35 gold for this iron and whatever you'd like to tell me. Fantastic. They both, they break their uh, handhold long enough to both hug you, one on each other side. And Boris, you see this, they just kind of almost jump up on the table and hug Barry from either side. And uh, they give him a kiss on either cheek, and then they go back behind the table and grab hands again. And in common, they say, the men you can find near Gendriv's Mountain. The two of you would know, just from being denizens of the city, that Gendriv's Mountain is the mountain that is closest to the city. The city actually sits in a kind of cul-de-sac of mountains, the largest of which is at the furthest right side of the city if you were looking at it north to south and the mountains actually descend in in height from Gendriv's mountain down uh, and they're all actually named after different rulers of the greater dwarven empire sweet so the closest place that you know of near by in Gendriv's mountain would be the Ciliac ruins all right. Yeah, uh, can you kind of narrow that down a little bit? The Kendriv Mountain's pretty, you know, there's... Well, we know that they are... It's a big mountain. Oh, they're hidden. A, well, they, they live within a society that has been destroyed before. Uh, who's, who's this group, this entity that... Uh... Oh, we don't know what affiliation they have. They're just... Human. 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 Weird. Yeah. But they, um, they live in, we don't know the, the way, the best way to describe it. It's a city that has been destroyed. I gotcha. Some ruins. 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 Yeah. Yes. Boris just tries to, like, wants to be part of the conversation, so he's just like, Sun. <laughs> and they look Mountain. at They look at you and they they give you this like long nod up and down and yes. Yes. And they they smile real big as they Boris doing, feels yes. really he's quite happy about that reaction. He's naive naively he's he's like well, I'm part of the conversation. They they point at the sun and they say bright. Well, yes, it is quite bright. Yes! And Boris looks to Barry and he says, Well, this gnome's a bit slow. In, uh, the gnomes turn to you, Barry, and in gnomes they say, 
is this dwarf a bit slow? And I went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I love you. We're, we're going to be on our way, though. So it takes you guys about three hours. You get to this, these Ciliac ruins. Um, and as you come up across this place, you know that it used to be a dwarven mining town. They had a small mine that specialized in lead. And as you come to the entrance of the Ciliac ruins, you can see that most of the, the buildings are just completely collapsed in. But in the center of town, you can see that there is a mine that goes down for about 40 feet and ends in a small camp. And as you're kind of standing at the entrance to this mine, you can see down into it and you can see that there are people, two men, human men, sitting at... Do they look vaguely familiar? No. Okay. Uh, But you can see two human men sitting at a fire at the entrance to this camp. They haven't noticed you. It took you long enough that it's now about nightfall. It's dusk when you get there. Seems it's getting a little bit dark, don't you think, Boris? It does, actually. I think we need to, uh... Is it we chilly? need to set some kind of, um... Fire up? Well, if you look down there, they have a fire. They do? Yeah. Are you suggesting... Are you suggesting, Barry, that we go down and say hi? I don't think that uh, we're going to get much information just talking to each other. All right, then. Let's go down. Let's go, gang. So I continue skipping down again. Boris has stopped the skipping at this point. Uh, a degree of the alcoholism has worn off. Oh. And <laughs> and now he's he's a little bit more together. And, you know, he's happy. He's just moving along down. But I guess behind you, since you're calves, skipping down. My calves are starting to feel He's starting to wonder bit. why you are skipping down towards some people so, we've never met in the, in the that's world. That's because I like skipping sober, too. You don't have to skip just when you're just drunk. Just in the dark, some guys around a fire. Never met them. Skip on down. Yeah. yeah. So Barry, uh, you get about fifteen, twenty feet before Hail and well met. Before your uh, calves start to burn from the skipping, and uh, Boris, hours. you slowly make your way down behind him, and these two human men that are sitting around this fire, human, uh, see you coming, and they stand up and they say, "Oh, hail, hail, hail! Are you here to buy some of our good wares?" I heard you had some sweet iron. Yes, we do. <laughs> Um, do you happen to know the password? Whispering Iron. Yes, that's what it's called. That's not the password, though. I know Bilton. Do you know Bilton? Bilton who? This is going a bit weird. Uh, Bilton was his last name. Wasn't Bilton his last name? Who? As you guys are talking amongst yourselves, yeah, uh, was the guy these that we, two uh, humans are starting to reach under their cloaks. Whoa, whoa, no need to touch yourself there, sir. I'm not that cute, I promise. We are going to have to ask the two of you to leave unless you either give us the password or can show us some sort of proof that you've traded with us before. Oh, hey, check it out, check it out. And I reach into my pack, and I'm like, it's whispering iron. Look at the eyes. And I reach out to... So you hold this chunk of iron that you got from the gnomes out yeah. to them, and they, they start to look over it and inspect it, and they say, okay, yes. Yeah, Karen and Billy sent us over here, but they didn't mention any password. Oh, well, that's that's fine. We we can send you on to our... We, we can send you on to our boss. Why don't you go on and down and see him? I'm going to send you here with, uh, with Jeffrey, and he's going to take you down. Are you Jeffrey? 
the other human that's standing there is like, Yes, I am. Oh, hi, Why don't Jeffrey. you go ahead and come with me? And he leads you further down into the ruins. So you, how do you like it down here? It's very nice. It's It reminds me of home a bit. Where's home exactly? I don't see many of you around here. Oh, we come from the other side of the world. From the land down under? No, from the other side of the world, across the, the Great Sea. Whoa. Yes, Crazy. we journeyed for many years across the Great Sea. It took us a long time. We sailed in very... Wait, I don't know why I'm telling you this. Because I'm a kind half-elf, and I was wondering... You do seem very nice. We sailed over on some very protected ships. We were protected by some very strong magics. But we brought with us a thing that can produce a type of metal that just holds magic within it so well our boss will show you more about it and as as he's saying this you realize that you've you've gotten pretty deep in these ruins you've you've probably walked about a good 60 feet as he was talking and he's taking you to these very large stone doors and as he swings the doors in you see a room that is about 40 feet square in the middle of the room there is a granite slab table that has all manner of candles and books and gems on it. And be standing behind the table, flanked by two other humans, is a very tall human with a bushy, bushy beard that is a like almost like an auburn color. Like, not quite red, but like a, a dark auburn bushy beard. The top of his head is Are you describing bald, me right now? Yes, I am. You had a big bushy oh, beard. Oh, he's tall. You're short. So oh, he's tall. Fair enough. So he's, right. not, he's not you. Okay. As you walk into the room, he is reading a few tomes that are open in front of him. And he looks up and he says, Jeffrey, who are these people? And Jeffrey says, oh, they, uh, they, they're here to trade in some more whispering iron wasn't it and he turns to you and he says that was was it what it was wasn't it yeah I'm i showed sorry, you some whispering distracted. iron hey i'm a baritone scale weaver and this is my lackey boris boris tuli hello barry and boris why don't you come on in and sit down i see that you have some of my whispering iron are you here to buy more sell it Back to me. What, um, what we're exactly kind of ambassadors for? for a house that doesn't want to be named at this point in time, but That's might but might want to do uh, some uh, dealings with you here in the near future. Perfectly fine, perfectly fine. Why don't you come and sit down? There's there's something that I'd like you guys to look at before we make any transactions. Preemptively do something. Sure. Can I preemptively? I cast Blade Ward upon myself. It lasts for a little while, unless. So wait, what does Blade Ward do exactly? It uh, it just protects me from if anyone attacks me for one at least one round of slashing, piercing, piercing attacking metal. Okay. He kind of looks back and forth from between the two of you, and he says, "All right, are you ready to see what I have to show you?" Uh, hold on a second. Yes. Yes, okay. I'm ready. All right. And he motions for the two humans that were standing next to him. He says, please, go go get it from the cabinet. They walk over to a, a large armoire that is standing in the corner, and they open up the doors, and they pull out this large mirror, what appears to be a large mirror. And around the edge of the mirror, there are all these intricately carved eyes that look to be 
pretty similar to the same kind of eyes that were in the whispering iron. And he brings, uh, the two humans bring it over to the table and they set it in front of you and he says, I'm going to have each of you in turn look into this mirror. And as long as you pass its tests, I will let you buy my wonderful whispering eye. And he turns to the mirror and he waves one hand over it and he starts to say, which one of you would like to go first? Uh, I give him bardic inspiration and say, this guy, but I give you bardic inspiration. But Boris... As you were doing that, was going to cast detect magic on okay. this mirror. Okay. Uh, so, and he's got. I'm pretty good for Arcana plus seven, so for Arcana. Well, so. even I think our detect magic. You just. You, you know what type it. of Arcana it is, yeah. there, right? You cast detect magic on this mirror, and you can tell that there is some heavy conjuration yeah. magic coming off of it. It seems to be some sort of portal to another dimension. He says, "All right, Boris." Are you ready to look upon the mirror and see if you can pass the test? For some reason, I I wasn't sure I was, but now I am. I I, send message. I do it. Do it quick. Confident. And secret, can I send a message back to him? Yeah. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> There's some serious shit here. You start to gaze into this mirror, and he he starts to wave his hand in front of it a couple of times, and he says, as you're looking into this mirror, make me a wisdom saving throw. That would be 11. Plus wisdom. Zero. Uh, use your bardic inspiration. Add a d8. Ooh, that helped. 18. Yeah. As you're looking into this mirror, you can feel it starting to reach magical tendrils out into your brain. Feel around. And as you're looking into the mirror, you see something that is completely terrifying. To the point where you're you're just paralyzed with fear. He waves his hand over the mirror again, and that feeling starts to go away, and he looks you in the eyes and he says, What is your name? Do I have to answer? Yes. Uh, my name is Boris. And now do you want my clan name or my Oh you're you're fine. You did it, you passed. Barry, would you like to take the test? Um, you already have my name. Oh, that's fine, but we need you to take the test. Well, see, here's the deal, bro. I the two got my humans wacky... that had brought the mirror over. They set the mirror <laughs> down on the, the table, and they come around behind him. you, and they pull out knives, and they've got them to your back now. Whoa, hey, none of that now. Whoa, good to see this you too, Barry. guys. Would you like to take the test? Um, not. Re particularly, I mean, that's not really all my things to do. This is really required. You feel the edges of those knives start to dig into your back oh, slowly. The options are starting to wear thin, though. I look into the mirror. Okay, roll me a wisdom saving throw. That'd be a 10. Barry, as you're looking into this mirror, against your will, with two knives pressing against your yeah. back. Oh, guys, that's really distracting. Uh, Boris, yeah, you're, you're completely <laughs> Blade would have drawn into your own reflection. You start to look in your own Ooh, eyes. Hey. You start to get pulled into the inky black depths of your own pupils. And suddenly you're floating in a soundless, feelingless... What the Void. fuck was on that knife? You try to talk and you can't even hear your own voice. You feel your mouth moving in a way that you feel like you still have a body. But you don't actually still have a body. You are just floating in the void. You're floating in the sunken place. 
I'm screaming as loud as I can. My name is Barry. My name is Barry. My name is Barry. You hear a voice come out of that inky black darkness and say, Hello, Barry. Welcome. Uh, thank you uh, for your greetings. We're going to do great things together, Barry. <laughs> you will come to love me. Oh. And suddenly you snap back to consciousness. That man is sitting in front of you and he says, what's your name? Ba Barry. Ba ba oh, baritone sca scale weaver. Uh, he says, yes, perfect. Perfect. You passed, Barry. Yeah, I don't you feel like I test. passed. You don't remember anything that happened. Oh, I don't remember anything? Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that you, was great. You know, I have a yeah. great reflection. Why was I so scared? All you yeah. can remember is just seeing yourself in there and you look goddamn good. Yeah. From Boris's perspective. You saw Why basically did, did the like same was, thing that happened to you. Did it look like he was taking longer or? Nope. Any physical reaction nope. from him? It, uh, well, actually, make me a and perception also, check. Yeah. Well, that was a nine plus. What if I got for perception? Yeah. Well, I got an investigation plus seven. Uh, yeah, you're, you're give not me able that. to really perceive anything different yeah. happening from your own experience. As the man says, oh, perfect to you, Barry. Can I see that mirror again? Uh, no, actually, uh, as you go to look at the mirror again, both of you, you see that it is no longer reflective. It has now become almost black and opalescent. That looks vaguely familiar, but I can't fucking says, put my finger on it. You've passed the test. Are you ready to pay for what you've came for? And as he says that, out of the middle of the mirror, a lump of the same whispering iron starts to float out. And at first, for like half a second, it looks like a pulsing, organic eye. Suddenly solidifies into a hard iron material that looks identical to that same whispering iron that you presented earlier. And Sweet. it falls, as it starts to fall back to the mirror, the man reaches his arm out real quick and catches it before it touches the mirror surface and holds it out to you and he says, that will be 50 gold. Um, no thanks. I bought this one for 30 and it looks exactly the same. It's actually smaller. It's smaller? Yeah, dude. I got a bigger piece right here and it's fucking, I bought it for less That's down the fun. road. That's fine. It will find you. And he holds it out to you. And he says, 50 gold. Um, Boris. I mean, it is fresh from the source. You'd think you'd get a discount when you go to the brewery, huh? Hmm. Boris is like, would you take less than 50 or has it got to be for free? We'll give it to you for free. Oh, well, I'll take it for free. You've got it, my good sir. And he hands it right over to you. Thank you. Boris, Boris takes it and, um... Stores it in his satchel. As soon as it uh, touches your palm, I'm going to need you to make one more wisdom saving throw. Nat 20. Oh, damn. Uh, as it touches your palm, you hear, you start to hear a slight voice in the back of your head say, hey, and then it just cuts off. Boris just looks slightly alarmed for a second, kind of stunned with his eyes going back and forth, kind of a flutter, side to side. Yeah, and you're able to just put that piece of whispering iron in your pocket, and that's it. Nothing happens. Okay. 
Well, right. this was a nice trip. Uh, uh, the man looks at both of you and is a little bit confused. But he says, all right, well, y- you two should be on your way now. Yeah, uh, I was wondering if I get some contact information for these guys I came. Remember, the dwarf tribe trying to make a point of sale over here. Ambassadors. Oh, I forgot about all that. Yeah, that's what. I, that's why we're we here. We were making a deal. Sorry, when I get into deals... They're just so delicious. Anyways, a new deal is what you're proposing. Well, I just need some contact information to transpond to, you know. You can find me again. This is awkward. We should leave. How did you find me before? Well, we searched you out. Then you'll find me again. The... Boris, let's go. Okay. Boris is a pretty easygoing person. Yeah, uh, <laughs> hey, thanks, Coolmir. Um... Jeff, it was nice to meet you. This man's name is now Coolmere. Yeah. <laughs> Coolmere. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It yeah. actually sounds like a fantasy. Day. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Jeff. And Jeff, great conversation. You know, uh, keep on working on your vocabulary. Thank and, you, Barry. Uh, Boris, let's go. Boris is totally listening and uh, saying bye to everyone. Bye bye, everyone. So, as you guys are leaving, uh, the man says, We'll see you again soon. Bye. I can't wait. Don't forget the children of Lang. Bye now. The children of Lang? Bye, bye. now. Bye. Okay, bye. bye. Feel the world. The two of you make your way back to town. Uh, that was fucking weird. <laughs> Oh, I've had better experiences earlier in the day. Yeah, yeah, no, that was great at the bar. Should we go back to the bar? I, 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 I say we go back to Silver Tongue's bar, and then we can decide that whoever shows up first, we give them the information. I think we should think definitely talk it over uh, with a drink of some kind. Yeah. How? What I would say is that what I really don't want to do is go back quite the same way we came, because. I'm not entirely sure those gnomes were being 100% genuine with me. And so if we can just go slightly they around the They loved you. That's all we could talk about is how much they loved you. Well, the, really? the two of you are actually able to make your way back to town pretty easily. Uh, you do have a weird, unsettling quiet as you go through the woods. You don't even hear any insects, even that late in the day uh but you're able to make it back to the uh silver tongue and as you walk through the door doran silverton is sitting at one of the tables near the door and sees you immediately and stands in front of you and says did you get the information doran 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 first of all i want you to know that uh we, we did get the information, you know. What is it? Who is supplying them? Well, what kind of gold you got here? You know, you're trying to ruin our investigation here. We're getting paid. I told you I'll double whatever my father's giving you. Oh. And we don't have to ask your father how much exactly. Uh, it was three, it was 3,000 gold is what he was offering us. That's impossible. He was only, only offering you 300 gold. No. How do you no, know that? No, 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 sir. No, sir. How does, hang on. How do you know he was only offering us 300? I have my ways. Were you in the room when he was there? Cause well, no, but I know people. Because I just remember it being me. Who him. are close to him. Possibly remember, a cat. I'm his son. There may have I been a cat the in the room. I know people that are closest to him. Um, 
Well, make a make a perception check, Boris. Doran's lying. 16. He has no idea. Sixteen. Yeah. It doesn't matter. My modifier. Yeah. Do yeah, I he's know? lying. He has no idea what you guys were even offered. And yeah. By the way, I guess that you never asked. Yeah. Well, no, I know. I'm. I know I didn't. I'm just letting. I, you I certainly know. didn't remember. I, I think. I figured the so three thousand. Bluff three thousand. Yeah, I totally you deception check. I totally figured the three thousand was a bluff. But I just wanted to know how he knew. Boris wanted to know how he knew. That's a nineteen. Uh, yeah, he he's like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll pay you at least. I'll I'll pay you at least six thousand. Here's right? a problem though, Barry. Can I? I need an aside with Barry for a second. Okay. So I'm gonna ask you politely to just move over there and put your fingers in your ears. Oh, well, we have message. Hey, I, I message back and forth. Okay, because I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just Even then, he, he sits back at his table uh, and he puts his fingers in his ears and he says, "Okay, I'll, I'll wait." Alright, a message, message, so, start the message and. Barry, he just said he. I don't know if it's true or not, but he said that he knew he had ways of knowing what his father had offered us, and if we were to then, if him and his father can learn that information off each other, his father's a very powerful man. I would say considerably more powerful, possibly than this man, and. It, this whole thing might be a setup to see whether or not we're reliable and trustworthy. So, do we want to betray the guy who's this guy's father and boss? How does 6,000 gold sound? Um. I got an idea. I've got an idea. His father never said that we couldn't give him information. He's just asking for information after his father. So we wouldn't be betraying his father by giving him the information as well. So rather yeah, they're in the same clan. Rather than give the information to one of them over the other. Both. Why don't we give it to both of them? Yeah, but let's take 6,000 from but this guy right let's, now. let's tell him we'll provide him with the information at a said place and time. We'll take half of that 6,000 now as a deposit. And then we'll take the rest of the six thousand upon delivery of the information to him. Boris is apparently a fucking mastermind. <laughs> apparently, wow. Uh, Boris is like, or oh, maybe we can just do what you suggest and just throw it, throw it to a whim. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> He said six thousand. Let's uh, let's get the info, and we we have two pieces of this rock. So the whole we time the two more. of you are just staring at each other, making weird faces, talking in each other's heads. He's just been sitting there, like looking back and forth. I start I start waving my arms at him, like, "Yo, dude, you can unplug your ears." Like, <laughs> he unplugs Man. his ears. He says, well, "Have you have you come to a, a an agreement?" Yeah, we're gonna have to see that six thousand. Well, I only have I only have about. 3,000 of it right now. Well, what I would suggest is that if you give us 3,000 or yes. something close to that. Okay. And uh, we will, under pain of death. Yes, of, of course. Or pain of pain. Seriously, yeah. uh, we will vouch for, that we will provide you this information within the next, say, 48 hours at a designated place. When can you get that 6,000? I can agree to those terms. I will give you 3,000 now, 
and I will meet you in 48 hours at this very location in the same exact spot. Okay, and we will deliver to you at that location. Yes. Uh, the product? Is that what we're looking for? To give them no, the product? No, no. You don't well, want any the product? product? be nice as well, but I just need the supplier so I can okay. undercut. Do you physically need not us? Not only my father. Do you physically but... want us in that place, or do you just want like a note saying it was him? I owe you this information. No, I need you here so I can pay you. Of course. That's a good point. Yeah, I got this if you're being a pansy ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he hands um, over... Uh, Boris he, doesn't know quite what to make about that. He hands he over a purse <laughs> containing 3,000 gold. And he says, okay, I will meet you here in two days. Two days later. No, no, that's not how this works. No, no, no. Make a happy ending. You will give me the information and I will give you the last of your payment. So you're allowed to leave the Silverton... Uh, the Silver Tongue bar and do whatever you want. Are you going to go now immediately to Silverton Senior? So we were in the Silver Tongue bar. Yeah, and the um, younger Silverton. Actually, I think we're feeling quite confident right now. Yeah. Yeah. And we should definitely at least have another yard of ale and a respective whiskey. Mm, yes. <laughs> you guys get your drinks. And You're I feeling pretty good about yourself. Possibly since he owns this whole bar. Maybe tell the barmaid. Well, remember, we're supposed to be quite attractive, this barmaid. Yes, very attractive. Yeah, attractive. For a dwarf. Quite attractive. Hey! <laughs> very attractive to Boris you. Boris finds her very attractive. But he's playing it cool. Very so attractive. <laughs> uh, does Boris ever play it cool, though? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Boris is uh, suggesting to the barmaid, look, uh, could you get your uh, boss, the owner, uh, to come down and meet us? And she's, I mean, I don't know what she would say to that. Is it possible to get hold of Mr. Silvertongue to come? Oh, hey, 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 whoa, bro, whoa. Yeah. You meet up with the dad, I meet up with the son on the same day. No, the dad's going to want the information as soon as possible. Yeah, he's going to get it on the same day. We don't have that information <laughs> so right now. So you're gonna wait two fucking days? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> you made it two days later. I don't understand. Okay, why. so 24 hours later, you're at and the no, beholder's no, eye. No, Mr. Silverton's like, "Hey, where's my fucking information?" <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I wasn't Jeez. trying to make it two days later because what I was trying to do is, I think I figured we were gonna get at least half the money, and then something's gonna happen with this. His dad's more important than him. Like, his dad's in charge of his entire clan. His dad's got his balls in a vice. So I figured that pissing off his dad would be a bad idea. Particularly since he personally asked me to do it. I'm probably... It's okay, then I will, I will personally <laughs> give it to his son. Yeah, cool. You can yeah. do that later. Yeah. After we've met his dad. <laughs> so I need to meet his dad before. It doesn't have to be straight away. If, if it takes a day to set it up, whatever. Okay. All right. So, uh, but I'm thinking we make him come to us. Here we go. Here we bar. go. I got it. Take some... As you guys leave the bar, Barry, you decide to go back to uh, the Beholder's Eye and write down whatever information you think is important. Well, first of all, uh, I'm writing down 1,500 fucking gold. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you should probably do the same. Yeah, loaded. I'm just going to write loaded right here. As you're, Boris, as you're leaving the bar, 
you decide that the best possible course of action is to go and immediately tell Mr. Silverton what's going on. Well, yeah, I'm trying to... So you, by yourself, go over to the Silverton estate okay, uh, and knock on the door, and you're greeted by a half-elf butler that comes to the door and he says, Yes, may I help you? I'm looking for Mr. Silverton. All right, do you have an appointment? Is he, is Mr. Silverton expecting you? Just tell him it is a material matter. <laughs> All right, he will probably know what that means. Excuse me, and he just slams the door in your face. You're sitting there for a good, like, 10 to 15 minutes. And suddenly the door swings open again, and he says, mm, um, you're greeted by the same half-elf, and he says, Mr. Silverton will see you now. And he gestu gestures you inside. Yeah. Boris is probably was expecting that, so okay. he's just going to mosey on in, quite calm. All right, so uh, this butler leads you to a sitting room where Mr. Silverton is Terlin Silverton is already sitting, and he says, oh, Boris, please, come in. Come in, sit down. Mr. Silverton, uh, yes. thank you for having me here this evening. What information were you able to scare up, Boris? Is that some, um... Is that some, some, some buffet you have over there? On the table? Yes, I mean, it's it's left over. It's from a couple hours ago. I'm, I've been on a very long journey. Do you, do you mind if I have a little bit of chicken? Oh, sure, the, the help was just going to throw it out, but... Okay. Sure. Go ahead, help yourself, Boris. Okay. Um. Okay, Boris is at the table. Boris goes over and gets himself a making, nice little platter. making a plate. <laughs> so, Bo Boris, what 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 did you find out? Um, where's Cragglemount getting these materials? Well, I don't know if this is the only source of the materials, Mister uh, Silverton. You know Silverton. it's Silverton. I know it's Mister Silverton. I just keep forgetting your first name, yes. but I probably shouldn't tell you that. Um, so... <laughs> Tarlin. Uh, so, you can call me Mr. Silverton. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, they're uh, up on this, uh, we, we went to this place, uh, in Mount... Crenshaw. You pull a fucking file out of your pocket and start rifling through <laughs> Well, actually, you should all, all... I pull a file personally, but Boris has it all on a flip book on his arm. It's just, so. I don't know, it's good Foley work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Oh, sorry. Uh, Garius Mountain or Gevious Mountain? Garius Mountain? Gervious Gendriv? Gen Gendriv's Mountain. Gendriv Mountain. The Gendriv's big one. Mountain. Yes. The big one. Yes. Which I should know, being a dwarf and having lived here my entire life. Yep. Yeah. Kind of thing that a dwarf from a royal family that lived in the city's whole yes. life would know, but yes, you went yeah, to the mountain, the big mountain, yes, as we call That's it. That's where they are. We're and on the there's mountain. There's uh, some ruins on that mountain, the celiac ruins. Celiac, yes, I'm yeah. familiar. You go with down them. there, and there's an encampment. Yes, and uh, there we met up with a couple of humans. Who are they? Um, well, they were humans. Where are they from? Can't really say, but at that moment in time, they were at that encampment. But they, they had the metal? Yeah, well, they took us down through the ruins. Well, but where were they from? If you go there... Yes. You will find people who have the materials, or access to the materials, 
thought you were looking for. What were their names? Um, I'm not sure I'm privileged to reveal that information. But I'm paying you. What, what do you mean you're not privileged? Well, I'm, I, they didn't really... I, didn't, I couldn't even say if they were giving us their real names, so it's largely <laughs> irrelevant, isn't it? <laughs> I guess so. Can you... Can you point my people in the right direction? Yeah, big mountain, big mountain on the hill. Right <laughs> yes, Gendrim Mountain. Go on. Celiac Walk roots, outside yes. your door. I get that. Look to the west. Yes. <laughs> Look for the little mountain on the left-hand side. And go along the line as the mountains get bigger. And then the biggest one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, okay. What the, the biggest mountain is the mountain that it is. How much did we agree for me to pay you now? Um, uh, was it 12,000 gold? It most certainly was not. It had to be at least 1,000 well, gold you, at as the you very know, most. As you know, um, I mean, us dwarves should stick together somewhat, I believe. Of course. And um, so in this case, I would happily... I mean, I'll I tell put, you what, I, I know that you, you're... I will put it to you, Mr. Mr. Uh, Here... Boris, just just calm down, calm down. I'll tell you what. My family in doesn't really of, need the money specifically. In lieu of paying you, I know, I know, I know it's that your like family is beholden like to the Craggle Mounts. We're not, we're not poor in any way. No, I know, but I just, I don't want that being a perception. Look, your father's employer is about to lose all of his business because I'm going to undercut him. I had you get this information for me so that I could. Um, Procure the supplier myself and ruin Craggle Mount. He's an old fucking asshole. <laughs> and he deserves the grave that I will send him to. Oh, so I thought this mm. What I'm gonna do for you, See, I'm not I gonna pay you. Gonna be for academic I'm research. not gonna pay you. I'm gonna do your family a favor, you understand me? I'm going to make sure that your family is set for life. Your father now works for me. He doesn't work for Cragamount anymore. Don't worry about it. Don't I'm worry about sure. it. Sure, Boris. I appreciate the offer, Mister Silverton. I'm not sure, having not spoken to my father in oh, your father degree won't of time. Mind, trust me, it will mean a very I, significant I raise know I in cannot, the amount of money. He I'm makes. certainly not representing my clan officially. Oh, don't worry. In this capacity, I believe you did come to me. Yes. So, yes. I'll make sure they know. That you were the one responsible for this. Okay? Alright. I'm gonna have um, Jenkins show you out now. Jenkins! Um, and he gets up and immediately walks away as you're trying to protest. I would happily take a thousand gold, though. Uh, Jenkins comes in and he hands you a pouch and it feels like it has a thousand gold in it. And he says, alright, I will see you out now, sir. Okay. And he pushes you out the front door. Sounds good. Uh, you meet back up with Barry at the Beholder's Eye, and uh, you tell him what's gone down. Hi, Boris. How's it going, man? This, Apparently, Barry's had a few more drinks. This is like, great. Why are you looking so serious, Boris? What's <laughs> going on, man? I've been walking back at a leisurely pace here. Uh, you look you look very well, by the way, Yeah. Barry. Very well. Thanks. Um, I, I didn't get as much as we negotiated from the other side of the equation. Oh. When I think about it, 50-50 for the information, and this man was richer, probably wasn't the best negotiated on my part. Uh, 
that's all right, man. I'll just take my half. I'll just take my half. What's my half, man? Okay, we got another 500 gold each. Did we? Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Give me 500 gold, man. But luckily, I'm sure that by the end of the day, you will have uh, very little of that left because most of it will be invested in this year bar. <laughs> well, actually, uh, We're at the... the two of you have met back up at the, the Beholder's Eye, and yeah. as you're discussing this, uh, you're in the common room, and the one of the doors to the common room slams open, and Pendolin bursts into the room, and she says, How's the investigation going, boys? How much did you make? Uh... Uh, it, it was kind of a no leads on this one, Penny. Point. Make it me was... a, a deception check. <laughs> well, this is a good point, though. Um, did they have a separate contract with them anyway? It's because more she of a situation to just him to me. She pushes them so off she you must guys, have she gone... lets you get paid, and then they take their cut. <laughs> that is a 20 fucking so seven. Oh, that's good. That's still. That's it's a fourteen. <laughs> this was a seven plus whatever. Yeah. Uh, so she looks at both of you and she says, "Boys, I know when you're lying to me. You don't know anything, don't Penny. So we made Penny. I'll be honest with you. We I negotiated with Mister Silverton. Yes. And um, he gave." me a thousand gold okay and i've already divvied it between me and barry 500 oh, each that was fine. the last time you gave me my fucking paycheck how Penny? much more money did you make i'm are you gonna pay I know me for this talk to dorian i have my own sources well penny i'll be let's just be fair you though i don't believe that us meeting dorian was something arranged yeah it doesn't Yeah, it totally matters. I believe Penny. that was there it. was gold that was exchanged, and part of that gold belongs to the company. I uh, don't know about that, Penny. When was the last time you oh, gave you me my get paycheck? Your cut. Don't worry. According, Penny. looking at my player sheet, I haven't seen any paychecks from you, Penny. <laughs> oh, you can keep what you have now, but we'll take the three thousand you were promised in forty-eight hours. That's fine. I didn't think he was actually going to give us 3000 later anyway. I'll tell you what, Penny. Um, we're all going to... We're we'll also going to give you the thousand this. that Mr. Silverton We could just give you. her the metal. We could just give her the... Oh, uh, yeah. And just have her go do the delivery. Oh, we're taking that anyways. Uh, well, you got to pay me for evidence. it, Penny. Jeez. How much You'll money get do you... your regular paycheck when you get it, Barry. When How does she know? I haven't even received a Friday, paycheck. How Barry? Is You've received three paychecks, Who is this Pendolin? You've drank them away. Don't judge me like this, Penny. I can't even handle this, and I walk away. Barry walks out the door. Boris, uh, you're sat directly across from Penny, and she says, Well, this was a fun one, wasn't it? It did start out fun. <laughs>
That's a wrap, people.